Welcome to the Rebel Fitness Podcast. It is September 29th, and it is 9.40, maybe, a.m. Today is episode number um, 12. I think it's episode 12, which means it's been 12 weeks since we've started this. Doesn't seem like that long. That's three months. That's pretty good. That is actually pretty good. We've stuck to it every week. We actually have an episode from last week. I just haven't uploaded it yet. So if you're listening to this now wondering where episode 11 is... It's, it's on coming. my computer. <laughs> okay, quick update. I'm not wearing my Apple Watch. Do you know why? No. It's because, like, my middle finger, like, no, my ring finger, it's, like, been... You know how you, when you hit your funny bone, it has a weird feeling? Yeah. Like, when I wear it, like, it's, I guess it's restricting my carpal tunnel movement or something. And it's or maybe there's it. some electrical something. Could be that, too. I was actually afraid of the electrical stuff beforehand, but, um... So I might not be able to wear it anymore because I loosened it. That would be it. so funny <laughs> given the trauma that you went through deciding Just to, to get, get it. it. Yeah. No, it really sucks because I love it, man. It's really good. Oh, you know what? Let's talk about the word love real quick. Okay, let's do You know do how it. like on like Seinfeld and sitcoms and stuff, they say like, <laughs> oh, when can you tell somebody that you love them, right? It's like. How ridiculous is it that somebody that you're supposed to be really intimate with, you don't tell them you love them, like, as soon as, like, you realize that you really like them, but you're a stupid watch or a donut. I was about to say an apple donut. (laughs) (laughs) If Apple ever got into the food industry, that's what it'd be called. But a stupid apple donut. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of shaped like a donut. Stupid apple watch, like, you can say you love it, but... Yeah. You don't tell other people. It's like, it's ridiculous. How well, but fortunately, we don't use hate so easily with people, but we do it with stuff that's as well. That's true. That's true. So, I hate that thing. It's like, <laughs> you don't really say, I hate that person or I hate you. Yeah. That's true. yeah that's, which is good. Okay. Which is good. So that's, those Just are fun aside. topics. <laughs> Today's topic is satisfaction. Okay. What does that mean? Yeah. And I think that's what we want to try to parse out here is what we, what we really think it means because... I think it's human nature to, we've talked about this a little bit before, but you don't like change, but you don't want to be bored. Right. So when you have those two competing things always going on inside you or, or in your brain or in your body, um, it is hard to be satisfied in what you would traditionally think satisfaction should be. I mean, like, just means that you are in need of nothing. Well, see, here's the problem is that Every time you really reach a goal, tomorrow never comes. Like that's a great like way to describe it, but the satisfaction never gets there. You have a brief moment of like, ah, yes, I've accomplished this. And then it's like, what's next? Right? So it's like, how do you balance this like setting goals, accomplishing goals, and then knowing like cuz it's like I think really the point is is to find a way to get enamored with the journey rather than with the results because the results are so fleeting yeah so like if you're not enjoying the journey like satisfaction can only be found in the day-to-day it can't be found in like finishing stuff yeah because if if you're really trying to just look for the end of everything or the result of everything if that's the only time you get satisfaction that's a moment every once in a while yeah and sometimes 
the, the, the result is so far out that if that's what you're going for, you, you waste all of your life. You waste your whole life. You waste your whole life for, you know, let's say your goal takes you a month and, and you don't have any satisfaction towards that goal until you're done. Then a month of your life is gone. And maybe let's say at the most a day or two, you, you get this great jolt of pleasure or satisfaction, whatever it is. But that's a, that's a small prize for a month of your life. And this is true. That's true. Then some people say, well, you need to set, especially if you have something that's a long-term goal that takes more than a day or an hour, um, you need to set short-term goals. Well, that's just making the problem a little a little shorter, but not resolving right. the problem. Yeah. So the, I, I truly believe that it has to be the journey. You have to find your satisfaction in your ability to take a journey. So that's so obvious to the point that it's like a cliche now, but it's really hard to actually live in that. Do you find in your own life that you're satisfied? And is that something that you have conscious? Because I don't think it has. I think you've kind of been born with that ability. Uh, no, you didn't know me when I was younger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will say that I am, my whole life, I have generally been a happy person. I've, I've not, I've had periods of darkness um, that lasted longer than I wish they had, um, but generally a happy person. But to say I've been satisfied all the time and didn't have something that I just felt like I needed to be improving something or doing something or achieving something. No, no, no. I was pretty driven. Um, even when I was a kid, always to be doing stuff. But I think more than most people, I learned to enjoy the journey a little earlier. Like, like I really like learning things. I don't, I don't necessarily like to know things. I like discovering them. Mm. I like figuring things out. Um, so all of you geeks out there, you, you, will, you might un you understand this. But when I was in high school taking physics, a friend of mine and I would go home and go to her house in the evenings and do physics problems because they were fun. Like it was so fun <laughs> to finally get it and to have it in your brain and go, oh, now I can do this. But the... The satisfaction was each time we'd like, like be really trying hard to figure it out. Sometimes my best days were the days when we didn't figure it out until like the, the day after, because I got to think about it this whole time. Like, you know, okay, yeah, I can do this. I can do, that's what I got my joy out of. Um, how come you didn't pursue physics then? Um, I did start out as a math major. Oh yeah. What happened? <laughs> I found out that all the jobs for math majors had you sitting in a cubicle. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. I'm way too social for that. And then I, um, I decided against it. Mm. Well, see my, my big thing is like, I love doing things, but when I start projects and then don't finish them, then the only motivation to do anything is to finish them. So then I'm like, what, I'll, I'll eventually like complete all the stuff that I want to do, but then at the end of it, I'm just like, well, now what? It's kind of like um, TV shows, right? You watch a TV show and then you finally get to the end of it, and you're like, this is going to like make me complete. 
This is going that to might give, be the problem. Yeah, this is going to give me some answer that will inform everything else. But the more I look at it, the more it seems that just whatever meaning there is to be got from life, it's you get to make it up. And it's not you get to, you sort of have to, yeah. actually. There's no meaning to be derived, or there's no meaning given to you. Yeah, there's no inherent meaning in any of the stuff we do or say or think or watch or experience. It's it's what we what we take out of it. But uh, I'm gonna like challenge you a little bit on what you just said, in that like you like to make music, but once you finish a song, it's not that you don't want to keep making music, right? Mm-hmm. So it is without you realizing it, I think the the process of making music is what you like. Oh no, that's my favorite by far. You know, just anytime the my favorite thing in life is that moment where so like when I'm writing a song, for instance, and I'm making the song and then suddenly it sounds good to me and I'm like, This is perfect. And then I'm playing it and like I'm coming up with new stuff and like that is the best moment. Like completing the song is great, but it that's not the most important part. It's that moment. But for some reason, like it's really hard to start projects like that. And I don't know why that is exactly because like I was doing a video blog for a while. I'd, I'd do a video every day. And at the end of the day, while I was editing, I was like, "Oh, this is such a good video." And then I'd finish it. Oh, that was an awesome video. I'd watch it a few times. But then every morning, the next morning, I'd be like, oh, "I don't want to I don't want to film today." And I don't know why that is, but it's almost like uh, there's like a limiter that my brain has and you have to like pound your way through it for some reason. Yeah. And I think that is part of your makeup. Um, And I don't know if it came from nature or nurture or or a combination of both, but you do tend to be like not being able to remember or feel the joy of the process when you look back at it while you're in it you seem to be really good oh, yeah, at that yeah. but but the next day that feeling is gone so it it's not there to motivate you to to do it again right yeah um and i think that that might be the big difference between me and you is that it stays with me like even just doing zumba for instance um I remember some many people, many of our students will say, don't you get tired of, you know, like doing the same songs for some, you know, many classes or, and and it's not that I do the same songs forever, but, but I do a lot of classes with different people. So it's new to them, but not necessarily new to me. And no, no, I don't get the, the, as soon as the music starts and, and I'm making a connection with someone, but I don't even, I don't have to wait for the music to start to know that's going to happen. I remember it well enough that even if I'm not feeling the most energetic or the most enthusiastic, that I start thinking about how it felt the time before or all the times that I've done it, and and that that motivates me to start. I don't I don't know that you have. That. I don't have that. In fact, I can talk myself out of doing things really well. <laughs> <laughs> so like maybe there's some way to harness that. It's like talking people out of doing stupid things that they actually shouldn't do. It's like maybe I should be like professional talker outer. <laughs> um, oh, I was just about to say something about that. Crap. Oh yeah, I started writing down three things I'm grateful for every day. Well, that's a good idea. And maybe I should start writing down 
three things about the things I like doing. Or I don't know, something like that to just remind myself that like the satisfaction that I'm looking for is to be found in the 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 doing and the being, yeah. not in the finishing. Yeah, it's in the moments that make up the doing and the experiencing and the being um, that really, well, first of all, that's what your life is. Right. So if you can remind yourself of three things, three moments of the day where you felt that, if you can recall those in the evening or in the morning or whatever, maybe maybe that would help. I, I, I like the idea of the gratitude journal or whatever you want to call it. A lot of people do that. And I, I think it's a really um, helpful thing to do because I, it's easy. And I think that's part of our, uh, our reptilian brain. It's really, really easy to um, not or to see the negative or see what's not good. You know, it, it protects us. It, it, we look at things, our, our brain immediately goes, this is bad. I need to avoid that. And then and then it takes your rational brain or your experience or your memories or whatever to go, no, 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 it's not. This is safe. This is good. And this is fun. This is joyful. Go ahead. Um, the gratitude journal, I think, helps remind us of all the good things that happen during the day that you might forget otherwise because it's so easy to remember the bad things. They stick with us longer. Same way with the the joy that you feel. It's not even that you, you have to be grateful for it. It's just to remind yourself that I was in the zone at this moment. Here's how I felt when I when I did that. Or when I had this interaction, here's how I felt when I was with that person. Um, here's the thing I noticed. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible journaler. I always say, oh, I'm going to do a journal and I start. And I don't really. And I think part of that is because... I do try really hard to live in the in the present moment and I don't feel the need to document it mm -hmm. where a lot of people also don't feel the need to, but also don't feel the moment all the time. So they, they need a, a trainer and I think a journal is a good way to train. Well, here's my question is I feel like if I don't have a trajectory of where I'm going and what I'm doing, I don't feel like I'm taking full advantage of my life. You don't seem to ever have a trajectory, <laughs> like a purposeful one, like where you said, this is what I'm going to make happen and I'm going to do everything towards that. Is that accurate? That is, I don't know. I don't think that is accurate. Um, I think what you're seeing, well, first of all, let me, I, I do set goals and I have trajectories less now than I did when I was younger. Like, man, when I was in high school trying to decide college, I could think of nothing but choosing where I was going to go. It was like almost obsessive compulsive when I decided to go to law school, the same thing happened when I was trying to figure out what job I, you know, and I wanted, and I was setting goals as I was going. Um, most of my jobs, I, there were reasons to set goals constantly as I've gotten older and realize how much of my actual life I've missed by doing exactly what we're talking about now is setting a goal, working to get to that and really focusing so much on the end result that I missed what was happening in between. I wasn't even conscious of what I was doing. Mm -hmm. You know, lots of times I got into the zone and, and, and occasionally I would feel it, 
but even then I didn't realize that was what was happening. I wasn't living my life consciously. Now I still set some pretty non-specific goals. Like, um, I really would like to have my life switching or my, my, my livelihood switching to where I am helping people more and more with their nutrition, their health, their, um, getting joy out of life by what we're doing, doing here at the studio. I'm not so much about worrying about whether you lose weight, you know, if that's what someone's health goal is, then I would love to be able to help them do that. Um, but as I'm going towards that, I'm paying much more attention to each little step and not worrying about when my whole life turns into just doing that. Although I know fully well it will. I know that I will make a, a good living and be spending my time doing that sometime in the future. And right now I'm just pretending like, not pretending, but I'm behaving as if it's already happening and just keep working towards it. The difference between that and when I was young is that now every every moment I have some consciousness of that's what's happening. When I'm teaching a Zumba class, at least 10, 15, 20 times, it crosses my mind. I am I am engaging all of these people. I'm helping them. They're helping me. I'm learning as much from them as they're learning from me. That happens a lot. Um when I'm talking with someone about their nutrition or what their, what their health goals are or teaching somebody how to cook or even whatever it might be, I pay attention to that. So if my, if my end result, if I veer off the path or it's taking longer than what I imagined it would, it does not bother me that much. In fact, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, and I, I think that's what gives you the impression that, I don't set goals or I don't have that need to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I don't really have a need. If it turns out that I, I do all these things the way I'm doing them and I end up on some other path that doesn't lead me there, I'll probably be okay with that too. I, mm-hmm. I will just learn that that's, that's what the signs and that's what, what was, what I brought into my life brought to me. So I'm, I'll follow it as long as it's bringing me joy. Hmm. Well, it's just, I've got lots of thoughts about that. Okay, well, go go for it. One of them is, I just want to go back to that whole notion about how if I just have this, or if I just do this, just accomplish this, I can finally be happy. I was reading an article the other day, I was telling you about that. It listed the things that depress people, the logical mistakes they make, or the mistakes in their thinking they make. And one of them is the thought that if I just get this, or if I just do this, I'll be happy finally. And it's kind of a weird thing because you can be happy at any point with the way anything's going on, mm-hmm. right? But um, why is it that you don't have to focus on... Like, because I get like, for me, like, if there's something that I feel like I should be doing... Mm-hmm. and I'm not doing anything towards it, then I feel like I'm not, I don't know what to do. But then I also, I'll just have days where I don't know what I want to do anyway, and I'll just be sitting there. 
I feel like a lot of it's related to health, like when you're not physically that healthy. Yeah, I, I think that I think that is true because I don't think you had those feelings as much when you were younger as you have them now. Mm-hmm. And your health got bad. And, and and it's actually one of the things that I've been learning as I've been studying more about nutrition and, and how your body works and stuff. You know, I think we talked about it recently that um, serotonin, which is the feel-good hormone, which is – I've always – thought and read that it's made in your brain but the larger portion of it is made in your gut so if your gut's messed up if your digestive health is not good then your serotonin is bad which is might help explain why you know when your digestion's not good then you 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 in particular you robbie have difficulty remaining satisfied or happy or or knowing what you want and those days when it's not working well are the days that you have that you know i'm just discontent and i don't know why and yeah. i don't know what to do and screw it all no it's and the the funny part is is that i know that now so it's not such a big deal like when i have those days i'm like oh, it's, it's okay it's gonna pass because i know i it, it's it experience. happens every single time like yeah, every it, single time i'm like oh i'm fine now yeah. okay and that clearly wasn't what i was doing because I've had points in my life, like I've said, th- I said this like when we first opened the studio, I was talking to my cousin Molly actually, and I was telling her, I was saying, my life is as close to as perfect as a perfect life can get, okay? And I have times where I'm completely discontent with life. So I know that it has nothing, your happiness has nothing to do, well, according to research, just of 10%. Your external circumstances have 10% to do with your happiness. The other 90% is other stuff. Yeah. And if you want it to be, the external circumstances can have nothing, to literally zero. Yeah. Because in any circumstance, you you can be happy. and It's your, it's your choice to be that way. So I, I, I realize for you, your discontent, I do believe, is a lot health related i also think that that idea of if this just happened i'd be happy mm-hmm. if this just happened i'd be happy and t- well you know i'm working towards this when i get that this will be happy when i get that apple watch <laughs> that's it i'm not gonna want anything else <laughs> fortunately <laughs> yeah. i knew before no, no, i got no. that one that, that was that, one. <laughs> that was just a joke but um there's been it, plenty of times where i've thought that <laughs> yeah i know um and i think Everybody goes through that. I went through that. Okay, when I just get out of college, I'll be fine. When I get a job, I'll be fine. When I get through law school, I'll be fine. When I get, you know, if I just do this, if I just do that. And those things would come. And eventually that happens enough time that you start examining it and going, you know what? That isn't going to make things better. If I I just get the right pair of shoes, you know, I or I just, you know, I have the right house. I have the right car. No, no, those things, they, they really aren't. And at some point in everyone's life, it's hopeful that they will get to the point where they go, you know what? There is no event, there's no person, there's no thing that will make me be satisfied forever. Because even if I am for a while, given my human nature to get bored easily, um, <laughs> Or, or even not easily, but eventually everybody gets bored with what they're doing. Um, 
if you're not enjoying the process as opposed to the end results, it's never going to make you happy. The inbox is never empty. You're never going to get finished with all your work. You know, uh, there's a great line from Downton Abbey, you know, works the worst thing in the world except for the alternative, which is none. <laughs> you got to have it. You know, or, or getting old is the worst thing in the world, except for the alternative, which uh-huh. is to die. Um, so until you really get your health in order and can stop relying on other things and other people to make you happy and just enjoy whatever is happening. You know, I used to get aggravated when I was trying to do work where I was trying to accomplish something, and then my clients would call. And then it occurred to me one day, okay, if I, if my clients don't call me, I have nothing to do. So <laughs> you know, those pesky customers are really you know causing me problems. Now, like here, I might have paperwork I need to do. I need to put things into the computer. I need to work on QuickBooks. I need to do whatever. Or I need to prepare for the next thing I'm going to do. But if one of my students stays after class to talk or chat or whatever, I have no problem shutting that other stuff out of my mind. It's just gone. I don't care. I will talk as long as the conversation feels like it needs to go and and then go on and then go back to what I was doing. Whereas before, you know, in my younger years, my 20s and 30s, that would have aggravated the crap out of me. I'm like, you know, I would love to talk to you, but I got these things to do. Now, nothing is more important to me than interacting with another human being. Mm-hmm. You know, this last 10 days that I spent over in Cincinnati because my second grandson was born, um, he's adorable, by the way. Uh, I I took my Fitbit off because I didn't want to be looking at the phone. Most of the time I had my phone turned off. I, I was like, no, this is my time to interact with my son and his family as they bring a new child into it. And, and I was honored to even be allowed to spend that much time with them at that point in their lives. I was definitely not going to worry about anything else. And if somebody's upset because of that, that's their issue. I... I don't mean to be out of the out of communication, you know, with my Fitbit challengers or my clients or whatever. Well, actually, I do mean to be, but I don't mean to be hurtful by doing that. I just have made this choice, and I literally didn't think about anything else. I put it out of my mind, and and I was quite happy to do it, and was happy when I came home, could get back into my routine and do my stuff. That's. That's something you have to cultivate, though. You have to try hard to get to that point. When I go to bed at night, sometimes things that that are unresolved or issues that are out there, well, every single one of them will pop into my head as soon as I lay my head down on the bed. And I had to cultivate an ability to take a few big deep breaths. Is there anything I can do about any of these right now? Nope. Okay. I've acknowledged that they exist, that they're important. I will deal with them tomorrow and then move on mm. and go to sleep. That that ability to be in the moment is something we're not taught as children. We're not taught as young adults. There's nothing in school about being in the moment. It's all about achieving something. Right. So as adults, we have to practice that ourselves, I think. Well, okay, here... I think you might not have had this experience before. As a millennial, your life is super easy. Yeah. Okay? And really, I don't have to, like, I've never had to work to survive. Okay? Work is always just an option for me. Like, I'm very fortunate. I haven't made lots of money or anything, but um, 
Which always have food. Always I have always have food, always have shelter, always that. So if I choose to, I can lead a very meager existence of not accomplishing anything. And so I think a lot of my dissatisfaction stems from sometimes I don't feel like I'm contributing anything. Like now I do, right now, like at this moment. <laughs> but in lots of times I have felt like I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I don't like uh, when we first opened the studio, if I wasn't teaching a class, I didn't have anything else to contribute to the studio really like because i didn't like marketing neither of us like marketing um recently i found ways that we can do it that's more entertaining and i don't know if it actually helps or not but but at uh, least we're doing something at least we're doing something right and and they're fun um but it's like uh what do you do when you feel that dissatisfaction in your life because you are actually unsatisfied you're not doing something meaningful like, how do you find your own meaning? And, like, for me, like, when I was in school, like, in high school and middle school, I found my own meaning all the time. And, like, it didn't matter because I just, like, playing the piano. Like, I would play the piano for a few hours a day. I'd go play some music for a few hours a day. I'd look up music online and I'd be, like, discovering new music. And all those things were satisfying to me. But then, as an adult, I kind of felt like, oh, these aren't contributing anything to other people. So they don't feel inherently like meaningful even though they are just as meaningful like if i excuse me (laughs) if i spent the rest of the day like practicing the piano right that's there's what is that feeling that it's like not meaningful because it's not contributing to other people is that just brainwashing no 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 let's be let's be clear i think satisfaction dissatisfaction is a feeling that has value. Okay. When it is abused or it's a constant reaction no matter what's going on, then then I, it's not healthy. But but there are certainly times when you should feel dissatisfied. As you get older and you you have the ability to give back, which I think all of the world is is a give and take. We help each other, we do things. If if you really become isolated and only do things that satisfy you or that entertain you and you're not connecting with other people, that's, I think, where the dissatisfaction mm. comes. Okay, so yes, you could sit back there at the piano for the rest of today, play the piano and have a great time. You could get up tomorrow and play video games all day long and feel fine and, and be very entertained. Your mind would be occupied and and you would get a lot of joy out of it but eventually your human need to connect with another person is going to cause some dissatisfaction contributing to other people or contributing to the society or our culture or you know your studio or your group of friends that causes or brings allows you to have a connection with people is your fundamental need in life Mm -hmm. as a human being so when you don't do that, when you only do things for just for yourself, um, of course you're going to feel something. And I think that's dissatisfaction. Like, you know, my life's not complete because you, I, don't, I don't know why it is right now. But I think it's because you're not connecting with other people. And the best way to connect with other people is to contribute mm-hmm. in one way or another. There's a, a really good movie with Hugh Grant called About a Boy. and And he's this... You know, I don't know, 30, 40 years old, 30s. Um, but he's living off the royalties 
of a song his father wrote um, that was like a Christmas jingle or something. Right. Plenty of money for him to live anything he wants. He lives by himself. He's not married, doesn't have a girlfriend. He just you know, has lots of one-night stands. And he's talking about how he he goes through his day in units. You know, you need 30 units for a haircut and, you know, <laughs> 60 units for a TV show or whatever it is or 20 units for you know, listening to a CD. And, um, and then he meets this really interesting girl and she asks him what he does and he's like well i don't really do anything and and very quickly she loses interest i mean like she's like i don't even you know has there's nothing to talk to him about there's there's no way for them for them to make a connection because everything he's done for the last 20 years is all about him Mm -hmm. and so i think that all of us have that in us that when we when we're so egocentric we're not making connections and that's when we feel it doesn't mean we don't all need time to be off on our own and focusing just on us and what brings us joy. And there are certain things that bring us all joy that we do by ourselves. Right. Like, like playing the piano, like writing music. Although you may collaborate to write music and sometimes that can be even better. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think your dissatisfaction is something you need to wipe out. Mm -hmm. No, it's something you need. It's just not letting it overtake you so that nothing satisfies you. Right. I think you hit the nail on the head because, like, in my life, the times I'm most dissatisfied is when I don't have anybody to interact with. But how do you find – I mean, I guess I already know the answer to this, but, like, I think that's the trick is finding ways to interact with other people that feel satisfying to you. Right? Like, because I could go get, like, a part-time job – I mean, I can't now. I don't have any time to do that. But say I was in a position where I didn't have anything to do. I could get a part-time job, but I, I, the connections would be there, but then the dissatisfaction would be in a different form. No, but I think just in general, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Lots of times dissatisfaction is you're not doing anything that you find meaningful. And like I, I do find it very meaningful to connect with other people and interact with other people. Yeah, it's just uh, it's kind of like the same thing I was talking about those daily videos I was doing. I know that gives me so much satisfaction, but to actually start and to just go out and do it for some reason there's that. Well, maybe block. maybe you need a satisfaction journal then, <laughs> like like each day at the end of the day, try to write down as many things that you did that you felt like gave you satisfaction that you you had made a connection or you had contributed something or or you did something that was joyful of your own on your own and and allow yourself the right to have to get your satisfaction from all the myriad rainbow of things that you can do that are satisfying Mm -hmm. um i i think there's nothing wrong with playing the piano for a few hours a day because it fills your soul you get to express some stuff something there's also nothing wrong with doing that and allowing other people to listen mm-hmm. or recording it and putting it on your videos those can all be very satisfying things it's it's figuring out how not to let 
the feelings, which are, you know, which are supposed to be the, your guides in life. They're like your guardian angels, your feelings of happiness, sadness, inspiration, aggravation, annoyance, all those feelings are guides that help you navigate your life towards what you wrote down on that piece of paper that you put on the, on, on Facebook about each day, make your decisions about being the greatest version of the grandest vision, or I don't can't remember all the words, but anyway, they're your guides to where you want to be. So when you're feeling dissatisfaction, maybe it's your health. Maybe it's that you ate something. Maybe you, maybe you didn't go to bed early enough. You didn't get to sleep and let your body regenerate. Or maybe it's that you've been too closed off with people. Or maybe it's you've not had enough time by yourself. They're, those are all guides that that help you. But if you can, if you start writing down your, you know, your when you're satisfied, or at least maybe not writing it down, but just thinking about it at the end of the day, make a summary. You know, have some introspective time. Maybe you will be able to see what it is you need to adjust for a while. And make sure that you're getting a good balance of all the things that really make you feel satisfied. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I just think... Uh... Yeah, I've certainly never thought about this in this much depth before because... Well, really, I just think that I've I've had a lot more experience than you've had. I started a little earlier thinking about, you know, well, s- sooner in time, but older in age than than you did, about where I want my to go to my life to go, what my real goals in life are, and and I can sum them all into one thing: is that I want to have the best interactions with people that I possibly can, which requires me to actually interact with people, but it also requires me to have time to myself to think about how I felt about something. Um, I had a discussion with someone recently where I had, I had done something that hurt, hurt his feelings and the someone doing the same thing to me would not have hurt my feelings. In an earlier life, I probably would have said, well, I didn't do anything wrong. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. If someone had done it to me because it wouldn't have hurt my feelings, but if it hurt, his feelings, then, then it means something. And it's not for me to say you shouldn't feel that way. And if it's something that doesn't make me any difference to go one way or the other, I can not do that thing. If it does make a difference, then we have to have a conversation. But it's the, for me, it was having had many instances in my life prior to that, where someone has accused me of something that I actually did, where I didn't think I did anything wrong. And then just get in a, in a, in an argument with them about it instead of saying, Oh yes, I did that. I did not mean to make you feel that way or to give you that impression. So I am really sorry. I would never want you to feel that way. Instead of being so defensive, lots of those types of things in your life are just experience and, and the ability to process it. So you're 30 years old. Maybe when you're 55, you will have gradually gotten to where y- you know how to how to be satisfied and you know how to deal with it when you're not. And you know it's it's not always going to be that way. But for those periods of time, I mean, I, you're getting very close to it already. Like yesterday, I think you were like, and then later in the night, day, you were, oh, yeah, I feel fine. 
Did I? Yep. Oh. No, I remember saying that that night, but I I don't remember expressing that I had dissatisfaction earlier yeah. in the day. Yeah, you did. I don't think I did. Or maybe it was the day before, but <laughs> we, it was, they were very close together. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, it's just like, I think it's kind of a strange thing. Like, sometimes, like, my brain is like, oh. It, you know, it's funny because uh, there's a guy, Casey Neistat, I've talked about him before, but his videos, he's talked about it before, but he says, like, he loves work, but times of inactivity scare him because he's in, like, what am I going to do? Like, you feel that I should be doing something, I should be doing something. And, like, on the one hand, I feel like that's kind of like a mental, not disability, mental, it's, it, it shouldn't be like that. You know, that's on the one hand, that's what I feel like that. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, if that does give you satisfaction and makes you happy, then what's wrong with just being a human doing all the time? Well, it hasn't made you satisfied. Well, no. If it did, then... No, no, but I mean, I don't do like he does. Oh, okay. He's doing constantly. I don't do that. Okay. I'm just like, oh, I, I will do when I can do, and I'm very satisfied while I'm doing. And then... I'll just get tired or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. So is that a f- viable route to just be like, I'm just going to do, do, do because it makes me satisfied? I would think, yeah. As long as, as long as you've got the health and you can do it, <laughs> you know, why not? Yeah. That, that's a perfectly valid choice if that's what, what brings him satisfaction. Uh-huh. Um, I could not do that because I have to rest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I have to rest too, but... I still feel the best when I'm just constantly busying myself with other stuff. And it seems wrong on some level to me because it's like, I feel like that's, it's a cause. Yeah, because of a lot when of you have, well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong because this is, this is my interpretation of what happens to you. But when you're really busy, you've got a lot of projects and you have no free time, you get very aggravated yeah, I do. and lose patience really fast. And, and you're, and you're aggravated. You're like, yeah, I don't have any time at all. So. No, you, it's you, like that. That's why sometimes I feel like this must be, be genetic <laughs> to just be dissatisfied with whatever is happening. It's like, this is ridiculous. It's like, okay, I'll give you this. Oh, now you got it. You don't want it. Okay, great. Good job. <laughs> and that's what I feel like about myself sometimes. I'm like, what's, what's, yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it can create great things sometimes because then I'll just like, I'll go and I'll go and I'll go. Yeah. But then I'm like, I'm not even happy when I get all that. I, here's one thing. I really believe that everybody gets what they want if they're very clear about what they want. And like, the only reason I believe that is because I've heard really successful people say it, and in my own life, it's happened. I get what I want. And I don't mean that like in some type of selfish way, or, or not selfish, a uh, spoiled way. <laughs> like it just, sometimes I say what I want, and I get it, and it's like, oh crap, I didn't actually want that. <laughs> it's like, I was just joking. It's like, you say like, I hate this, I don't want this anymore, and then it goes away, and you're like, oh man, I didn't want that to go away. <laughs> or just whatever, but um... I think that's, I would just really like to be in a place where what comes up, I'm like excited, like in the same way I was like excited when I said that I was excited to tell people the truth. It's like, I want opportunities where it's going to be difficult to tell the truth because I'm excited 
about that possibility. And I want those situations to come up in the same way. I want when I'm too busy or I'm not busy enough to be excited about those opportunities. Like say when I'm super busy, right? I'll be like, Oh man, look at all these cool things I'm doing. I'm doing this, this and that. And then when I'm not super busy to be excited and be like, Oh, I got time to try all these new things or learn these new things instead of always being like, Oh, I'm so busy. I wish I weren't busy. Yeah. I'm so not busy. I wish I were busy. <laughs> well, then why the do, why don't you do exactly what you did about telling the truth is just make the decision. Every time I'm really busy, I'm going to say, I'm so excited. Look at all this stuff I have to do. Yeah. And stop whatever the next thought is. Don't let it come in. I don't want to be so busy. No, 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 no. And when you're not busy, you're like, oh, I'm glad that I have time to think and to um, rest and I know that I'll be busy again in a few days, so I'm going to take advantage of this. This is awesome. I'm so excited about that. And then when you get busy again and you don't have time to think, you're like, oh, look at this. Like you made that decision about telling the truth. Right. You made the decision to be excited about it. You didn't just one day wake up and go, huh, I feel excited about this. No, <laughs> you you read about it. You talked about it. We talked about it on the podcast. You were thinking about it all the time. And then suddenly you actually were excited to tell the truth all the time even if it didn't get you even if it didn't get your way or it went badly you were still excited about the idea that you could just be yourself you can do the same thing with your dissatisfaction with what is happening in the path of your life like even the idea of being dissatisfied like huh this is i'm i'm dissatisfied I'm excited because now I get to see how I bring myself out of this. How do I intentionally bring myself out of this? Mm -hmm. This is part of me growing. This is this is me being what I really want to be in life. This is the greatest version of the grandest vision I ever had about myself. And that is a person who takes his life seriously and and without seriousness at all and gets excited about even the idea of being dissatisfied. That's your decision. Mm -hmm. no. And since you've done it with the truth, I know you can do it. I agree. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, no, that's just saying it out loud just now made it make a lot more sense to set. Yeah, I want whatever comes up in my experience to be something I'm excited about. It doesn't mean I have to, like, accept it. No. It just means something I'm... Because uh, it's an opportunity to, like be who I want to be, right? Because you can only be who you want to be in relation to other things, right? So you can't be like a kind person unless there's people to be kind to. Exactly. You're just sitting by yourself in, on a rock. So if your schedule is perfectly balanced all the time, you will never, you would never have the opportunity to be dissatisfied to know how to deal with being dissatisfied. What? <laughs> <laughs> if you're, you know, if you, if you, Let's say that you're never too busy. Uh -huh. You're the perfect amount of busy. You have no opportunity to become the kind of person who's satisfied with their life, no matter how busy or not busy it is. Mm -hmm. You have to have that experience in order to learn how to deal with it. The same way that you have to have someone to be generous to in order to be a generous person. Right. It's just it's just making that decision and, and then practicing it. 
you don't have to be as you said you don't have to you don't have to accept the things that you are dissatisfied with it but that dissatisfaction doesn't have to be a debilitating feeling to you instead it's your it's your guide it's your guardian angel telling you you need to do something you go hey thanks a lot now i know what now i know i need to do something or be something or change something in order to address this but mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing in my life that i'm dissatisfied right it's just a clue that you want to that you, yeah that's something you're wanting to do you know like even dissatisfaction and boredom sometimes that's you just need to go take a nap and it's like your body trying to tell you it's like i don't want to be doing this let's go take a nap yeah i'm tired <laughs> i didn't get enough sleep last night i don't have enough nutrients whatever it is mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot of times your body yeah oh, in fact nutrients is probably a big one because lots of times what does boredom lead to eating mm-hmm. right because you're bored but i think that boredom and dissatisfaction a lot of times just comes from your body's like i'm not feeling so satisfied in the nutrient department have you eaten a bear yeah <laughs> recently <laughs> well that's why I, in my nutritional discussions i'm always saying your body's not hungry for calories it's hungry for nutrients right if we really gave it all the nutrients it needed our brain would be operating optimally so our moods and feelings would be in check not in check but they'd be at homeostasis yeah and and i believe that given a perfectly nourished body a perfectly rested body that you our our natural state is happiness right no, we only our reptilian brain only kicks in when there's something to trigger it. But when we're not getting the nutrients we need, we're not getting the rest we need, and we're getting a lot of things in our bodies that we don't need that are keeping us high stress. Our reptilian brain is constantly going. So there's a lot to be said for getting your body in homeostasis. Then you're your natural state is happiness. You know, hunter-gatherers was what we were a long time ago. They weren't doing stuff all the time. They spent most of their time resting and relaxing and playing. You know, we just don't get that opportunity anymore. And we're seldom, seldom in homeostasis, if ever. Right. Do you think a lot of it is the culture, though, like in the sense that you have to be like the American dream. It's always about chasing success and like you're never, it, it feels like, to me anyway, like I never feel like I should be satisfied with what I got and I should always be like trying to achieve, especially like, especially when you're into personal development and stuff, like you'll read books about motivation and it's like instant manifestation and like you can do whatever you dream to be. And then, like, sometimes I'm like, my dreams are not exactly that big. (laughs) Sometimes I just want to, you know, fart around with my cousins and, you know, make dumb videos. And that's good enough for me. It doesn't need to be a lot of money. But then other times I'm like, yo, we got to, like, we got to get a million subscribers. And if we just do this and if we make a viral video for this. And honestly, I hate that type of stuff. I hate that type of thinking. I hate feeling that way. But it still creeps up in my mind. Okay, no. You, this whole podcast, I've just been talking about 
all of my <laughs> issues. And you're not mentioning it. You're like, I'm perfect. No, I'm not. <laughs> you're not. I'm just kidding. That's but, not true. That is so not true. You just are, you're just feeling like, like oh, I'm getting uncomfortable. I'm changing the subject. No, no, no. It's not, I'm not feeling that uncomfortable. I just like, I want to know. <laughs> I think my question is, how come you're not dissatisfied, goddammit? <laughs> because I have no problem admitting that my dreams are not that big. <laughs> That's it. I, I, want, I want to be comfortable. I don't want to struggle for money with, on, with money for the rest of my life. But if I have to, okay, fine. I've, I've, I've accepted that you know, all of the stuff that I was striving before and all the money I made and all the money I saved and I squandered on trying some big business venture uh, and then I now struggle. I, I've come to terms with the fact that I might struggle until I die. I might have to, I might have to work until the day they put me in the ground. <laughs> okay. Then I'm going to find stuff that I like to do mm-hmm. and brings me joy and happiness and brings other people joy and happiness and lets me connect with the most people I can. And, and maybe I'll, I'll not struggle, but maybe I will, but I'm okay. If I do, I I don't care. I, I want to do what I want to do. And, but what I want to do is not something huge. I don't want to, I don't want to open a chain of revels, right? I don't want to, I don't want to become, you know, a famous, nutritionist who travels around the world and gives speeches and does all the I, I don't want to do that mm-hmm. I want my small little tribe of people who are interested in what I have to say and that I can teach and they can teach me and we can experience things together and I want to do that for the rest of my life I might change my mind sometime along the way but right now that's what I want and so it's not that hard to admit that I have a small dream so I don't get dissatisfied. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've contributed. I put my kids through college. I, I paid their medical expenses. I, you know, and I'm very proud of you and your brother. Like more than I can, I can put in words. I feel like a little bit of it was me. A lot of it was you and, and what you guys have done. But I'm very satisfied with how what I've done in the past has turned out. Made mis- lots of mistakes along the way. If I had it to do over again with everything I know now, I might do it differently. But I'd be afraid that I might screw something up if I if I were in control of it. So I I don't have that big of a dream, and and I don't mind admitting it. I think for someone like you, when you see other people taking the traditional path, you've been taught through school and and I'm sure through me and others that you're supposed to take that path. That is clearly not your path. Yeah. No, I think the big thing for me now is that I never feel like, or I often feel like what I'm doing is not good enough. It's not, uh, like for example, the video that uh, daily videos I would do. I started that before I even knew that there were vloggers online. Like, just strangely, I started at, like, the same time as my favorite vlogger. Like, I started, like, 20 days after him. Completely independent of it. Didn't realize he was doing it. 
But then suddenly I got into my head like that. It's it's really hard for me to do things because I was. I mean, it's never been hard for me to start things and do things because I'm motivated by it. But as soon as I learned that other people are actually like making money off of that and doing it as they're living, then it becomes hard for me to do it when I'm not doing it. And I know that sounds completely ridiculous. No. But um, it's like I think a big part of my issue is I need to stop letting other people dictate whether my goals and dreams are okay. Because, like, don't you hear that all the time, though? Like, is if you're really good at something, somebody's like, oh, well, you should sell it. You should You could make it. a lot of money off of like that. Like sauerkraut, for instance. Like, I can't tell you how many times people have said, oh, you should sell that. And I agree for the most part. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd like to sell it. But I also don't really want to sell it either. I like making it for myself, and I like giving it to people, and it would be great to sell it too, but it's also not a big priority but then I'll, the the thought is still in my head that I'm like, oh, yeah, I should be like, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's just I have this strange like sense that I'm not. And maybe it's kind of like just what I was talking about, what I've been talking about on this podcast. It's just how I want to stop caring what other people think about what I'm doing. And it's just another manifestation just, yeah, of just that. Some, yeah, I, th- I think <clears throat> now I think you hit the nail on the head that 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 really is all it is. You you've discussed this issue in different realms before this is just a different manifestation of it and it's your being bothered by other people's opinions of what should happen when when you accomplish something right well like i was talking to somebody the other day and they were telling me about what they do you know they go to concerts they go to events they do this and that i was like oh yeah i've never done any of that stuff and then they asked me well what do you do and like had this initial sense of like, oh man, I don't do anything. <laughs> and like, it's ridiculous, but I do so many things. It's just like when you actually put me on the spot and ask me to tell you what they are, it's like they seem kind of trivial and trite, but I feel like they're very meaningful. Like for me, like the other day, I spent like two hours in the morning uh, looking up lenses for cameras. And to be honest, that was so much fun, entertaining. And it meaningful to me because I'm like, I don't know, just learning about that stuff is really interesting to me. And like having the knowledge about that stuff is like really fascinating and all that stuff. But if I told somebody that's what I did for fun, like I feel like it's somehow inherently less worthy than going to a concert. Yeah. Yeah. That's your issue, baby. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Yeah. It's totally my issue. It's just. It's funny that I have those. Yeah, you but no, have... I like. Yeah, I think you're right. I did. I think I finally pinpointed it. It's that I'm worried about what other people think yeah. of what I define. Yeah. As success. yeah, you can't. You're not proving not success satisfaction. Yeah, you're not proving that the things that give you satisfaction have value because you're not making money from it or you're not exposing it. You're not. You're not doing something with it that other people who wouldn't get the satisfaction out of it that you do necessarily, or maybe they would would do with it if they were doing the same thing. Right. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's a but so you just have to realize that at some point in your life that you are allowed to make the choice that you will do the things that you do and not necessarily take them to the steps that other people would take them and that it's okay. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that's it. Like, like it is certainly okay for you to make sauerkraut for yourself and your family and give away to people that you think might benefit from it or might like it without deciding to become a sauerkraut producer. Correct. Because clearly you've never been one that got joy out of selling like making a product and selling it to be right. a salesperson, yeah. a marketer. That is not you. Yeah. Um, if you could team up with somebody who did, who did? yeah, that'd yeah, be great. then maybe, maybe you'd, you know, get satisfaction out of that. And then it would be a way for you to make, make money off of something that you've started, but that you're not necessarily really involved in. You'd still mm -hmm. make your own sauerkraut, but that part of it, your way of doing it, your way of marketing it, you know, even even maybe even the work itself you'd be involved with, but not in a way that that's that's where you're getting your joy. You need to find somebody who gets joy in doing that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. OK, well, let's um, let me ask this question to kind of wrap things up. Is satisfaction a choice? Yes. At every moment, it's a choice. It's a choice because you can be it, it, as we said, as I said, and because it's my opinion dissatisfaction is a guide so you can be satisfied that you had that feeling of dissatisfaction and go from there so yes that feeling of something's not quite right may not go away the moment but you can become satisfied with the fact you have that feeling that feeling of dissatisfaction it's your choice to move beyond it or not move beyond it mm -hmm. i think unless it's totally health and if your brain's not working well then I don't know if you can do anything about it or not but in theory I think it's a choice just like happiness is a choice because hmm. I think dissatisfaction is just another word for unhappy yeah I guess no yeah, yeah. they're all there's so many different terms I think it's all we're looking for the same thing fundamentally you can call it success satisfaction happiness whatever but fundamentally whatever it is it's the same thing yeah and and so it brings us back to the podcast we had really early on <clears throat> about your purpose. You know, if your purpose in life is to be by yourself and to do just the things that you want, then you should never be dissatisfied if that's how your life is going. But if that's not really your purpose, if your purpose really is to be a human being connecting with other human beings, then when you're not going towards that, you're going to feel dissatisfaction. But as long as you're heading in the direction you want to head, then you shouldn't feel dissatisfaction. Or when you do, you use it as a sign that something's amiss and think through and feel through and experience through what that is. I think that's right. I think so, too. Cool. Okay. Well, I feel like this has been very helpful. It has for me too. I, I think even just putting it into some clear terms, like you know, I, I have a feeling about all this kind of stuff. But when we talk about it, I, it seems to get more concrete and clear. So it was very fun. Okay, I feel like there's still some way we could wrap this up but maybe the wrapping up is to actually go live this. Yes, and that will be our next step. So thank you for listening or watching. And I'll I don't see know why you. I pointed with one <laughs> finger. But <laughs> That's like um, I'm like Tom Thumb or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were those puppets, you know, Jarla face.
<laughs> okay. All right. Um, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening.